Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Ever Evolving with Your Holistic Healer. My name is Catherine and I am the host of this podcast. I am a holistic practitioner and I mainly support empaths and highly sensitive people and help them to live a life that they actually genuinely want to live. So that includes helping them to expand in areas like relationships, career, health, happiness, joy, money, everything. And in today's episode, I'm going to be talking all about generational trauma and generational cycles. So essentially how maybe something that your grandma did could actually be impacting you and influencing you to this day without you even realizing. And because the definition of trauma is something that happened happened too fast or too quick for us to be able to process or cope with, then the actual uh, concept of what generational trauma looks like for you can be completely different because generational trauma can be something like like a car crash or financial difficulties or or racism or it could be oppression it could be war, it could be natural disaster. There is such a wide range of what we view as traumatic and what our nervous systems view as traumatic. Therefore, it will be the same for our grandparents and our great-grandparents as well. And the reason why I'm only specifically talking about grandparents, great-grandparents and parents is because studies have shown recently that the impacts of generational trauma can be traced as far as three generations back. And the way that they found this out is a bit, it's a bit not nice. Um, There was a study where some scientists sprayed the scent of cherry blossom into a cage with some mice in it. And then when they sprayed the cherry blossom scent, they would then zap the mice with a little electric buzzer. So horrible, horrible, horrible study. And what they did is they then, bred those mice to see if the offspring would have a different response or a similar one and they actually found that the children and the grandchildren of those initial mice did have a physical response whenever they smelt cherry blossom after that and these children and grandchildren of the original mice weren't electrocuted when they smelt cherry blossom All the scientists did was spray cherry blossom into the cages of the children and the grandchildren. And they actually found that the mice had a higher cortisol level. And cortisol is the hormone that increases when we are stressed. So these poor little mice had a stress response to cherry blossom and didn't even know why. And generational trauma can influence us and impact us in so many different ways from the way that we exist and show up in the world, from the career we choose, from the person that we choose to date and marry or have a family with, from whether we choose to have children or not. It influences us in so many different ways because think about maybe you might have had a grandma who grew up in a home where she was told to be seen and not heard to be a good little girl and wear the pretty dress even if she didn't want to, that it didn't matter if she wanted to wear shorts because that was just not the done thing. Maybe she walked around on eggshells because her parents were fighting all the time. Maybe her dad or her mom was even an alcoholic. Imagine how that would influence that little girl. Imagine how that would influence the partner that she then chooses to to be with. 
maybe she then went on to marry a man who was similar to her father, who she also had to walk around on eggshells on. And imagine how that then would influence the way that one of your parents grew up. And maybe one of your parents then married someone else who also they had to walk around on eggshells with, which then influences you. So you can see just through that tiny little example of how much our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents' experiences really do impact us without us possibly even realizing that you have the choice now. You get to decide whether you're going to carry on these generational patterns. You get to decide if you're going to be the one to say, no, you're not walking around on eggshells anymore. You're not suppressing your real self. You're wearing whatever the hell you want to wear. You're doing whatever job you want to do. You're making the choices that you want to make, irregardless of what anyone else thinks. Because you can decide whether or not this pattern ends with you or carries on to the next generation. Now, I am pretty intrigued by this whole generational trauma and generational cycle stuff because none of my grandparents were born in Australia. So both of my parents are first generation Australian and come from different backgrounds. So my mom's background is Italian and my dad's background is English European. And because of that, I, I feel like I have had, um, my upbringing was, is very different, um, like spending time with my mom's family as it was with my dad's family. Now, I'm not sure what your background is, but I, I find that so many of my clients tend to have similar stories to me. I don't know if this is just like the energy of it and we just attract people who are similar to us that we can like support. But anyway, um, my like when we would have dinner at my mum's side of the family, um, all the women would be in the kitchen cooking and organizing stuff and all the men would be just sitting in the lounge room. Um, and that's my, my Italian side of the family. Whereas on my dad's side of the family, like the English side, everyone kind of helped. Like it wasn't just the women doing it. It was the men and the women and I noticed that at a pretty young age, just those those kind of tendencies. Like my nana, who was my grandma, she would like cook, like spend the whole day cooking. And then we would always be sitting at the table and then she would serve us. She would be the last one to eat. And then she'd be the first one to start cleaning and packing away. And that was just what was expected. That was just what happened. Whereas... It was definitely not like that on my dad's side of the family. Like my grandma, like she just like, not like not in a bad way, but she like everyone just worked together. My grandma definitely wasn't the one who was like slaving away over the stove. And I, it's, it's purely just cultural expectations and just the way that things were. But I decided that I didn't want to do things the way that they had been done forever. So Maybe it was just the fact I didn't want to clean up. But even as a kid, I was like, no, like, why should I have to clean up when all the men are just sitting around doing nothing? Like, why can't they do it? And mum was like, no, 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 that's just not, that's just not what's happened. That's just not what we do. I, um, yeah, I, I've always been like, I, I wouldn't say a rebel because I am a bit of, a, I'm definitely was a people pleaser as well, but I just would notice all of these things and just start to ask why. and me asking why has definitely impacted even my relationship with my partner 
Now he has, he's from a Maltese background, um, but we, we work together. I, I mainly do the cooking because I enjoy it, but he does like all of the cleaning. Like I am very messy and he, he's forever going around with the darts and vacuum cleaner, cleaning up after me. He always like picks up my clothes. He does all of that kind of stuff because I just hate cleaning, but I love cooking. And he's more of a cleaner. So we work together to maximize on our strengths. But it's very different from what I grew up seeing where my mum would just do everything in the house. My dad would work and my mum would cook and clean. And that was just the way things were. But my dad's side of the family is very much that English mentality of keep calm and carry on. So we they, they, they were very good at like sweeping things under the rug, like I had to be on my best behavior when we when we saw them because mum didn't want me to say anything that I shouldn't say and I had to be a good girl, which was different to how I was expected to act around my mum's side of the family. So uh, that just goes to show within itself the differences that that come up when it comes to generational patterns and cycles and trauma because on paper, like, like why, why, why was it so different between the different sides of the family? Start to get curious about that within yourself as well. What cycles, what patterns have you seen in your own life that you're maybe kind of being like, what, like, why, like, why, like, why do we do things that way? And why, why will we not start to change them? And another pattern that I see quite a lot with my clients and something that I went through myself was this fear of, but what will people say about me? And this fear of what will people say was pretty much present in so many areas of my life from what I would wear when I left the house to what I would say to my life choices with career, to where I lived, to who I would be dating. There's very much this fear of what would people say. And this is linked back to, like I believe, my, uh, my grandparents moving to Australia from Italy. So they moved to Australia from Italy. My nonno moved over when he was 13 and my nana moved over when she was 18 and they had an arranged marriage. They, as far as I know, I'm pretty sure they never met before they got married. Um, and then they, they, they lived in a small town together. So what I believe is that my, because my, both my grandparents, all of my grandparents have passed away now. Um, so I never got to ask them these questions, but. I'm assuming that when my grandparents moved to Australia, that would have been pretty stressful to move to a country that they'd never been to, to learn a language, like to learn English when all they knew how to speak was Italian and move to this small town where everyone kind of knew each other. So this fear of like, what would the neighbours say or what would other people's families say would have would have maybe started from there because everyone sees what what you're doing in a small town everyone gossips especially when you're from another country and you're trying to fit in and you're trying to like learn the ropes and you're trying to just be accepted this fear of what would people say could actually become a protection mechanism because if you're always worrying about what people are going to say or what people are going to think, then that means that you avoid judgment, you avoid being ostracized, you avoid being rejected. So what, what might have been a protection mechanism for my family members then became 
very prevalent in me as well. It became something that was constant in my mind because that fear of rejection, that fear of not belonging and that fear of not being accepted was then passed down onto me. And this fear of belonging is, again, something that I see so much in my clients who have a background similar to mine where they're either their grandparents or their parents or they themselves have immigrated to another country because to move somewhere else that we don't know, again, the most important thing for your survival would be to fit in because as humans, We need that try. We need to feel that sense of belonging in order to feel accepted, in order to feel safe. And our brain's role is not to keep us happy. Our brain's role is to keep us safe, is to keep us alive. So if worrying about what people will be saying about us is what keeps us safe and what keeps us alive, then that would be our brain's priority. That would be the first thing our brain would go to. So if you are someone who has had a similar background and there's things that you you really want to do, you really want to forge your own path, do what you want in your life. There's things like maybe career or maybe maybe you just want to wear your hair a different way. Maybe you just want to dress the way you want to do or cook the food you want to cook. And even though logically you might know that, of course, you know how important it is to do what you want and listen to yourself, then you might, but you still might have this subconscious fear of, oh, but what if? What if I do do what I want, but, you know, like, but what will people say? And this can become a bit of a cycle where it's even though consciously you want one thing, but subconsciously your brain is geared to keep you safe by worrying about what people will say, then you might end up feeling a bit stuck and stagnant and not able to actually move forward and do the things that you want to do. So the best way to start exploring your generational cycles, your generational trauma is to just get curious about it. Start to track maybe your parents and your grandparents and your great-grandparents' stories if you're able to. And you can either do that by just writing it down or you can visualize them. Visualize your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents and imagine having a conversation with them. Ask them what their life was like and just trust whatever comes up. Don't put too many expectations on you, on yourself for coming up with the right answers. Just trust that your DNA, that your genes will guide you in the right direction when it comes to uncovering any generational patterns or generational trauma. And some of the things that might come up for you might actually be super obvious once you start to look into it. Because another thing that does come up as well, a lot that I see is fears around money, especially if your parents and grandparents and great-grandparents have come from poverty which was exactly the same was exactly what my grandparents went through when they moved to Australia they didn't have much money they had to start from scratch they had to work hard so I grew up with a similar mentality that I have to work hard to make money and this mentality also made me feel guilty if things came easily to me So I was starting to subconsciously push things away that came to me without a struggle, especially because I grew up as a Catholic as well. Then I felt so guilty because Jesus had died on the cross for me. So how dare I get things easily? Like how dare I just attract things into my life without having to struggle? So for a long time, I I made myself struggle subconsciously without even realizing. But Isn't it fascinating 
the way that our brains work. Like, isn't it just wild that our brains would piece all of these little things together from our past, from integrating my grandparents' lives to my Catholic upbringing to the small town that I grew up in. And you can just see, even just from this short little snippet of my life that I'm giving you, how much all of these little things did end up shaping me as who I am today. And not all of these things that shaped me are things that I really need to survive anymore. My brain needs to know and needed to be told that, yes, thank you for protecting me, brain, but these patterns, they're not serving my highest good. I am no longer in the same situation that my grandparents were in. I am not my grandparents. And that is pretty much what we need to tell our brains, that I am not my parents, I'm not my grandparents, I'm not my great-grandparents, so that we can start to heal from our lineage. We can start to heal from our generational pains and experiences so we can start to forge our own paths and create our own truths for ourselves and for our future generations. So if this is something that you do want to start to explore yourself so you can start to create that new path, then there are a couple of things you can do other than tracking your past by either writing it down, like I mentioned, or visualizing your past generations. There is also an amazing book called It Didn't Start With You. And that book is by someone called Mark Wallen. I will pop the name for that book in the show notes so you can have a look at it and the book is really really interesting but if you really do want to jump right into it and really start to get to the bottom of clearing generational trauma because maybe you're sick of asking like why why is everyone just doing the same thing and why is everyone changing then I can definitely support you in a one-on-one holistic healing session. So if you do have any questions about that or if you just want to chat in general, then send me a DM or you can always book in a free call. Um, again, all these all this information I'll put in the in the show notes. But if anything has resonated with you from this episode, uh, please let me know again because I love to chat. I love to hear your thoughts and everything on the podcast. Uh, And also, if you feel like this is something that other people would really benefit from hearing, then pop a little review in as well, because the more reviews that we get, then the more that the podcast is shared with the rest of the world. But I hope you have enjoyed this brief little introduction on generational trauma, and I will be in your ears again sometime soon.